0: This is Film Club. Does this word not sound like the death bird calling your name at midnight? Keep an eye out for werewolves and rats. The death ship has a new captain here as we break the coffin lid open on Osferatu. (laughs) Mm, What a good movie. I'm so happy about it. It's
1: so spooky. So perfect for spooky season. Spooky season. The centennial
0: I really made it a stretch to have it fit with strictly ballroom, but you know what? Sometimes film clubs gonna do that. <laughs> um so little background on Nosferatu and why I picked it. I think I'd talked I've talked about Nosferatu before on the podcast, so I'll turn out to become overly verbose. But I'd always wanted to watch it since I took my film class and then I picked it, I think, for my very first Spooky series, and I made Lauren watch it with me. And then, ever since then, it's just become a classic, a cult classic for me and Lauren. We uh, have <laughs> dressed up as certain characters, and I've been gifted many a Nosferatu merch, <laughs> which I'm sure Max Shrek and uh, Mer- or F.W. Murnau have not received any such profit from. That's fine. They're long dead. Rest in peace. Um, but <laughs> I didn't realize how much A2 memorabilia I had until recently when I was showing Ebony him. And I was like, oh, he's also on this wall. Oh, and there's also another <laughs> picture of him over here. Oh, and it's <laughs> over here as well. <laughs> so big fan over here. Um, but then Lauren went and saw it in theater with live music and I've never been so proud and also so (laughs) jealous (laughs) I wished you could have come it would have been amazing and so she got a copy of the people who did the music and sent it to me which is what I watched and I think most of the Monson viewers watched as well so we will be talking specifically about that version but of course any version of Nosferatu is incredible to watch but if people are interested in watching this one i have a copy that i can send around it's absolutely worth watching very much elevated the original piece mostly because at the beginning of it they were talking about how um the original scoring has been lost like obviously it was never with the actual film because it was always just a live orchestra or like a live music to accompany the film but like the written score and what was intended to be with the film has been lost and so this is kind of a but the the group is called the Invincible SARS and correct me if I get any of these details wrong but they painstakingly kind of pieced together what they thought would work and also like performed a bunch of times and then just decided what sounded best and what worked best and created what they've done for the 100th anniversary of the film did I get that more more or less correct
1: (laughs) yes yeah I think they've been performing well they do lots of live right it's not just Nosferatu (laughs) lots of silent film scores and I think the preview to the like the intro just over the past like 15 years they've been um re yeah, just kind like of perfecting tweaking it. In. Yeah, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. But you have to guess the connection first.
1: Um, the only <laughs> connection I thought of was in that flashback scene when it talks about Scott's dad, Doug, mm-hmm. and his past. It's kind of like a, it's it kind of looks like a silent film. Like they have silent film makeups, and mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. not necessarily black and white. Like there's still color, but it, I think it's a play on older film styles.
0: I like it. Yeah. Again, this one wasn't a, a super clear connection. It was very, very forced. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um so kind of any um connection people suggest, I ex- I mean that's always the case, right? It's always just fun to see what connections people can make. Our listeners, um all characters in both films are over the top and exaggerated someone said that they both had creepy people in them <laughs> <laughs> someone else said they are both celebrating anniversaries strictly ballroom celebrates its 30th this year and nos the 100th i I'm wish i glad had you brought that. that up it wasn't me it was one of our listeners
1: um, i forgot to mention that in our oh
0: Or maybe both films blamed the wrong person for causing bad things to happen. The villagers thought Nock was to blame and Barry Fife tells Scott his dad's new moves ruined his career and that he regretted doing it. Someone else said, couples in love, but one finds each other and the other loses each other. (gasps) Ooh,
1: sad.
0: Sad. Poor Hutter. Um, What I said originally was I did have the Doug flashback makeup (gasps) i just looked at my notes that was so good (laughs) um but also there are a lot of really interesting plays with angles and speed in both films but yeah i'm impressed i forgot that i put that down it's a possible (laughs) connection (laughs) oh first of all i have to give a shout out zillard made me this dvd (laughs) the title screen like where you can select to play movie or like go to settings or whatever is a picture of our costumes but it was like not in the mm-hmm. right orientation <laughs> but it was incredible and then the scene selection titles were just so perfect I'll have to see if I can pull those up at some point but they just were like deep cuts to some of our favorite quotes
1: <laughs> it took me so long to figure out how to <laughs> I was gonna give it to Rachel um before she went back to Florida and then I was like well I started this too late and I'm not gonna have them by the time you leave.
0: <laughs> but it was much appreciated by the time it did get to me. Um I don't know if this is included on every version of Nosferatu, but they had A little like explanation before that said it is considered to be the most important horror film of the silent era which is so true and one of the reasons I love it so much um I think as we get into like some of the listener submissions and just talking about it like it's obviously not that scary anymore like it does have its spooky elements for sure but it like you could tell it's an older film and I think a lot of people don't have a lot of patience for silent films and older films um but we really like it completely redefines the horror genre and what is possible through film and mm, i love it so much i can't wait to talk about it more um oh yeah here it is the they did 100 live performances before kind of cementing this version that they have now and i just there's so many the times in my notes that I just did in all caps. Wow, I love this so much. E, I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know how many people know about the history of Nosferatu. They wanted to make Dracula, but Bram Stoker and his like descendants did not want to give them the rights to do so. And so they made Nosferatu instead. And like, Bram Stoker and Co were very upset about it and not at all in agreement with this so (laughs) asterisk but like I love it so much that it's fine go ahead and do copyright infringement I don't care but this (laughs) so I'm actually reading Dracula right now and it is lengthy I tell you what we watch the universal adaptation and it's different than the book in a lot of ways the book is super scary like I was impressed like stuff is happening in it and I'm like this is freaky this is really intense I was not expecting Ooh. a 19th century book to be so like graphic and horror but so it's interesting to see how it Nosferatu is similar and how it's different I was trying to I think that Nosferatu is to count Orlock like vampires to Dracula would you agree like Nosferatu is the title like the the being rather than the actual character, because it's Count Orlock, or is he just Count Orlock when he's at his castle? I don't know. These are the things I think. They'll... I don't
1: know. I kind of interpret it like Count Orlock is his alter ego, like his human mm. persona. And okay. Nosferatu is him as a vampire. Or yeah, it's like the name that they've given him as um, like full vampire. Yeah, it's like the legend name rather than his true name. Yeah, which I think... Wait, what's Dracula's real name?
0: I mean, I was trying to say, like, if he's Count Dracula, but also a vampire. You know, like, Nosferatu is, like, a different word for vampire. Oh, yeah. Anytime Nosferatu is mentioned within the context of the world of, like, Dracula and stuff, I get so gleeful. (laughs) (laughs) Because it did really add a lot to the narrative and understanding of vampires, which I'll get to a little bit later. But, okay. F.W. Murnau, he's the director. So started off with Hutter. It's been too long since I have watched it. I was so excited to see him from the get go, <laughs> and the flower scene is just so iconic now. Thanks oh, to you. Oh, I
1: love it.
0: <laughs> it's so good. Um, but I liked uh, the. I liked the setup and definition of Hutter's character. I feel like this time watching it, because this is the first, like this is my second time watching it in its entirety. Because we watched like our favorite highlights last year. But I feel like knew what to expect a little bit more, and so I actually liked the characters besides Nosferatu a lot more on the rewatch. Where I was like, "Oh, Hunter doesn't see like he's still so smiley, but he like Mm. seems a little more grounded." And Ellen doesn't seem as dramatic as she did in the first watch. I love that the hyena, such a classic. But I was (laughs) thinking, like, how do you depict a werewolf? A werewolf, especially without CGI. Without CGI and as Sarah has pointed out in HPBC, that a werewolf is really just a wolf that used to be a man. Like because of movies, we have this understanding that it's like a hybrid human half wolf, half right, man. Right. But really it's just like an aggressive wolf, whereas wolves are normally like rather tame. So like how do you show that it's not just like a dog or something? Like, I don't know. I was like, okay, points for creativity. I'll give it to them.
1: Because also, I'm sure people in Germany at that time didn't see hyenas all the time. Like, they didn't have zoos and stuff.
0: Right. I know. I'm like, I've got to, I want to study the history of zoos in Germany. (laughs) Because even if they had zoos, they maybe didn't have hyenas necessarily.
1: Right. That'll be your essay topic. (laughs) What a deep cut.
0: (laughs) Forget all these, like, technical and horror Mm -hmm. hyenas in Germany. (laughs) But yes, the special effects are so good. The speed, it's like so fun and funny. It's like, I love to laugh at it, but also just like hold it in such great reverence for how brilliant and fun it is and how spooky it's supposed to be. Um, And I forgot about when it inverts the colors and like, that's just such a cool technical thing where it like makes the, I forget what like the actual term for this is, where it like reverses what's light and dark.
1: You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like um, like in the Apple Photos, you can make it spooky. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah.
0: And I just like want to know. I want to be a part of those conversations when they were like, "Oh, like let's try and do this and add in this spooky effect." And did they start it here in Nosferatu? Is it building off someone else? So much I need to learn. I love when Nosferatu comes out of the castle. I just love every scene Nosferatu's in, and he is in his little hat with the feather, and he's like. Give it all the side eye. Mm, I love him so much. But yes, I love it when he comes out and you see how like unnaturally tall he is, and just mm-hmm. so spooky. Dinner seat is great. Nosferatu from the beginning is already such a fascinating and formidable character. Also, I completely forgot about Hutter's chair pose when he's sleeping. <laughs> it was like, you forgot? I mean, like I didn't forget because he's very iconic, but just like when it came up, I was like, oh my gosh, it's already here. So. <laughs> And of course, mosquitoes. The mirror shot—it's such a tricky mirror shot. It is the oh, smiling know. face. I love. I was it. so impressed with that. Oh, so good. And then Nosferatu was such a good host to leave a banquet for his sleeping guest when he's gonna go sleep. I'm just—I've got to learn all of his hosting techniques from him. I really liked the Invincible Czar's take with all like the whispering. It made it so creepy, like the reverse the reversal of the um, speaking, but then there's also just like these whisperings and it just like put me on edge and I loved it. It was <laughs> so spooky. Ugh. And I love the whole interplay with shadows and Nosferatu's spooky shadow. Oh, it's so oh, good. Yeah,
1: that was so cool.
0: The rats are such a fun addition. Like that's not at all a thing in Dracula, so at least as far as I've read, because where I'm at in the book right now, Dracula's in London. So I think the rats is just like, a part of Nosferatu it's like only invented here with the plague knock is also the Renfield character or the Renfield character that is in Dracula and it's actually kind of interesting because they Ren or knock is also Hutter's boss right yeah and like sends him out because in Dracula they're two very different people like Renfield is just a crazy person in an asylum <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of like that they were like, let's have him just fill the, the roles, uh, two roles at the same time. Um, But the microscope scene is so fun. Like when they're talking about stuff and they show, I just love this like early 20th century science where they're like starting to really play <laughs> with what's viewable and visible. Um, the frame over frames where Nosferatu is in one a certain spot and then he's in a different one. Like I... I'm just I obsess over these early film techniques that like we just take for granted today because they're so easy to do but these like are pioneers in film that are trying to manipulate the audience and see what is capable with like film that's also what I just can't get over is growing up in the 90s with you know we had film but then it really became digital so quickly that it's hard for me to be like Imagine them cutting this up and like you're you're working with such heavy equipment and you've gotta be so creative and um original to try all these new effects and no one had done it before and oh I just love early film so much. Okay. Um I love the angles on the ship. Like this is really where we see a lot of um Nosferatu's influence on horror films where The manipulation of where the camera is in a position or in conjunction with where the actors are with where the angle with the the lighting um is to like max shrek is freakishly tall already and of course (laughs) the makeup helps and his like long fingers but the angles are like so groundbreaking and new and revolutionary to create such a sinister feel and this is like very much a part of German expressionism that is visible in like the cabinet of Dr. Caligari as well but yeah it's like cool where the camera becomes such a function of storytelling whereas before it's like just capturing what's happening and here it's adding on a different level the mistrust and the unease that we feel by just seeing Nosferatu and that just hasn't that was not a thing before and it's like such a common use of camera today and Nosferatu was really setting that up and <laughs> torch. So I was also struck by how impressive the sets were because I feel like they filmed this on a lot of exterior shots location exterior sets and there just was so much more than I remembered like with his castle and with um in Germany and yet I love the stop motion which is as we have seen in our in my spooky series such a a horror trope from the very beginning from these like early 1900 films of like the haunted house and it's just like things moving around in stop motion (laughs) (laughs) so I love that it also shows up here
1: no no wonder I'm always so creeped up but
0: (laughs) watching this because when did I think we watched Nosferatu in 2019 so watching it this time after going through a, a pandemic, like, hit different with everybody yeah. catching the plague. I was like, oh, I forgot all about this part. Like, I was solely focused on Nosferatu. So, but yeah, it is this interesting thing between, since it isn't in Dracula, like, we'll talk about it a little bit later, but why are they tying vampirism and the plague together? Like, why is that so important to the story? And of course, we have such a noble sacrifice by Ellen. <laughs> I also wrote knock is freaking buff
1: (laughs) he was all over the place (laughs) I wrote that down too I was like the way he'd muscle up but downwards I was like I could never do that
0: (laughs) he's incredible and then of course the worst part of the film is when Nosferatu disappears and it's so sad but this is a major part of vampire lore that wasn't a thing until Nosferatu and it's with like the dramatic lighting and just the again use of like film scene over scene film taking Nosferatu out and making it look like he disappears but before this like vampires weren't affected by the sun it's so weird to read Dracula and have Count Dracula walking around in like broad daylight I'm like what he can't do that he's gonna get blinded by the sun and even when I met Dracula just barely I was like because he was talking about the Florida sun. I was like, You don't like that? Like, you can't go out there. And he's like, Who told you that? And I was like, You're right. Oh! Nosferatu can't,
1: but you can. <laughs> Dracula
0: knows <laughs> <And then he's...
1: laughs> his backstory.
0: And then uh, he said that he and Nosferatu were coffin mates. So I was like, oh my I love gosh. you so much. Please let me meet Nosferatu. But, but yeah, so, and I was telling Ebony this because she came in and saw the painting. Very spooky Nosferatu and his rats, but she's watching Vampire Diaries right now, and they are like mm-hmm. affected by the sun. And I was like, Ebony, it all starts with this vampire. It all starts with Nosferatu. That wasn't a thing until him.
1: So, and yeah, Twilight. They
0: exactly There's yeah this sun
1: part in Twilight too.
0: Well, and it's such a huge thing now. Of like, I think in the Universal Dracula, he might be affected by sunlight. I don't know, but it's just that's. Part of it is vampires can't go out in the sun. That's such a uh, huge motif of vampires. And it wasn't until 1922, I think. Is that the year? Oh, yeah. It's 100 years. (laughs) Uses my brain. (laughs) (laughs) It's uh,
1: 100 years old.
0: (laughs) But uh, it ends in the same room that it starts in, which I didn't realize until this watch. Ooh, that's cool. And it's just such a tragedy because Nosferatu dies, so it's sad for me. But it is so sad when Ellen dies and Hutter's is so distraught over it.
1: I know. I forget how sad it is.
0: but I just love the interplay of shadow and light. And yeah, I said I actually liked Ellen a lot more this time around because I remember really not liking her at all the first time. My only complaint is that there aren't any bats, so that makes <laughs> me feel sad. But okay, that was a lot <laughs> tell me your notes your your thoughts while you watch the film
1: um one thing i really loved about the i think andrew talked about this in his um review but they the invincible czars like kind of created theme music for each character and so like when hudder would come out would be like this cute happy music and then <laughs> when knock would come out also when knock was like going crazy it like made this ding, 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 no yeah ding, like this crazy music i love that i thought it was so funny um and yep i said that reverse muscle up we <laughs> <laughs> for knock um i wrote down the mirror shot to look at the mosquito bites mm-hmm. like that's so creative yes i love it and like mirror shots duh everybody does that now but right in the 20s who was filming off a of mirror in the 20s so genius and i love Hutter. i said <laughs> Hutter is my main man so happy so relatable when nosferatu's coming and he's just like hides under the covers like <laughs> that's exactly what i would do be like
0: close your eyes and pretend it's not theirs I'm gonna go away i just love this movie so much because of how much you love hutter and how much i love nosferatu like there is no competition for who's going for which man
1: <laughs> and that's why i don't like ellen because hutter deserves better
0: oh that's true hutter deserves you not ellen
1: <laughs> <laughs> well i don't know i mean ellen did
0: sacrifice herself to save the whole town so that is pretty noble but yeah she's cool i guess i think it's because when we first watched it and she's like upset that he bought her these or cut the flowers for her <laughs> and like watching it the second time i was like oh yeah she like loves things that are alive not dead oh
1: yeah she's emo <gasps> i don't know i just think it's silly like whenever she's waked up in the middle of night and like staring off into the distance so dramatically and but also pretty good acting from her part just like She's all in. The intensity, yeah. Yeah. And And she's, like, walking along the balcony. I'm like, okay, who does that? Oh,
0: my gosh. See, it's probably also because in Dracula, there's this character, a friend of, who would be Ellen, it's her friend, not actually Ellen, who goes through these, like, trances and has these, like, sleepwalking things. So I was, like, maybe a little more used to it, like, expecting it to happen. But yeah, she, like... And it's, it's the death bird calling her at night. It's the sound of Nosferatu that's putting her in a trance.
1: Yeah. When she's sitting on the beach, just staring off sadly and at, across the waves. I was like, oh, she is so emo. <laughs> oh, I love but it. But we love her for that. <laughs> and then, oh, yeah, the makeup on Nosferatu, like the way his teeth and so good like he doesn't look human Mm-mm. like it's amazing for the 1920s
0: oh i just love his hats like his riding <laughs> hat but then also his dinner hat oh when we reprise not if but when we reprise hutter and nosferatu i've got to have You're gonna
1: be hat man changes of
0: hats available
1: <laughs> so i went with andrew and then my cousin and his wife to the live showing But Andrew just, like, died laughing when Nosferatu packs all all his coffins (laughs) up, and then he hops in, and then the lid, like, flies up, stop motion, and then the car drives away, and he (laughs) was laughing. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good! And a lot of people were laughing throughout the, like, you know, when he's, it's funny, like, when Hutter goes up the stairs, and- yes. And some of the scenes are just kind of comical the way knows for Oh yeah, your wife has a lovely nick <laughs> Oh, but the big laughs were when he's carrying his coffin through I the city. love
0: it like a surfboard. He's so
1: cute. He's so but, cute. <laughs> afterwards, my cousin was like, "They all laughed at him."
0: I <laughs> was so I love, offended. I love your cousin so much because I laugh and love those parts. But yes, I also like respect him at the same time. <laughs> And respect the craft because I'm sure people in nineteen twenty-two were freaked really out of their terrified. mind because that was oh, like yeah. the most horrific and like horror edged thing they'd
1: seen. So Oh yeah, when he I still get so spooked when Oh, he's he... scary. The, that long shot when um in the hallway? When yeah, when it strikes midnight and Hutter like opens the door and he's just off in the distance staring Ooh, at him. It's, so it's just good. like, huh? Ah. Oh, I'm pretty sure that's an influence for Michael Myers. Probably. Just, like, off in the distance looking. I should write
0: a book about how everything past 1922 horror-related is inspired by Nosferatu. Based
1: on Nosferatu? I'm sure
0: someone else has already written that book because of how (laughs) I, like, can't overstate how influential this movie is. Okay, I've really talked about genre defining. I think I don't have to belabor that point anymore. Mm -hmm. Trying to see what the earliest horror film was and it is, like, in 1890 something like as soon as film is made they're making horror films which i just adore i love (laughs) um this fascination of like spookies trying to scare people and like especially when we look at german expressionism in the 1920s and like the weimar republic and what's happening in germany politically and socially post-world war one getting into world war ii and um in a decade like, everything that's happening is just in turmoil. And knowing that historical background, I think, really informs why everything feels scary and off and tension-filled. And, you know, there was the 1919 epidemic that probably felt very much like a the Black Plague coming back. And so it's almost this, like, cathartic way of dealing with what's just happened and also... The ruins of war and for germany that is like so punished in reparations where it's just like they're so completely devastated i think this movie like really speaks to a lot of those fears that's uh going on in the background of everyday life uh it's this really interesting topic where nosferatu feels just like pure evil right he i mean except for the nice banquet he lays out there's really like no goodness in him he's like he's a parasite which is backed up by the the venus fly trap and these microorganisms that are feeding on each other that the scientists are looking at and talking about versus like embodied goodness which i know you don't love ellen but this like complete self sacrifice Hutter. Yeah. Hutter and Hutter. goodness. he is also embodied goodness he he mocks what is evil and, and looks away and is so full of joy and, yeah, then this complete, like, self-sacrifice. She knows what she has to do, and she does it willingly. Um, I also thought there was this interesting interplay between superstition and science, because when Hutter goes to the village, everyone, and this is especially more, like, it explored in Dracula, the whole town is, like, they're so superstitious. They're afraid of the werewolves. They're afraid of the vampires. Like, it's seen as a very, like, backwards... An intellectual village because they're just so ruled by these superstitions versus intellectual London or in Nosferatu's case England or <laughs> England Germany <laughs> and so Hunter comes and is like kind of more of a man of reason and knowledge and he's more based in reality but then not so like he comes in contact with Nosferatu and doesn't well and if he'd been a little more superstitious would he've been able to have avoided some of the pitfalls of staying with Nosferatu or even going there in the first place but then you see like like superstition kind of has to win out in the end of getting rid because Ellen reads the book and figures out how to get rid of Nosferatu because the doctors can't fight the plague that's happening the only way to get rid of the plague is to get rid of Nosferatu I don't know there's just like a lot of really interesting like I don't know that uh Murnau's out here being like, everybody be superstitious, but just that there can't always be like a direct separation between superstition and science. Because at the same time, like they were looking at the microorganisms and, you know, having mm. science be a, a big part of it as well.
1: Wow, this is just like the X-Files.
0: <laughs> Which is obviously also influenced by too. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's all I really really wanted to say but i really liked the i had forgotten about this the like scientific class and the discussion of nature and parasites versus their prey but then we also have the supernatural example of parasites and prey so (laughs) i just love this movie so much (laughs) (laughs) we talk
1: for hours (laughs) truly though
0: okay let's jump in to listener views
1: this is from andrew i watched this movie with lauren for its 100 year anniversary with the invincible czars playing their original soundtrack it was my first time seeing it and it was really cool to see it with their music i can't speak for the original version but i thought it was cool that each character seemed to have their own music that gave them more personality that made up for the lack of audible dialogue unfortunately i have to say i felt the movie dragged on at some points like with the boat overall i thought it was a fun movie but not my favorite Honestly, it might have been Andrew's first silent film. Okay, then I'll take back everything I was about to say. <laughs> he
0: won't be able to hear it for two years anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. All right, this one is from Catherine. Wow, wow, wow. Watching this was actually really a joy. Mm! Um, she didn't type that out. I just said that. <laughs> Mainly because I just imagined <laughs> Rachel squealing with the light whenever Nosferatu was on screen. Accurate. He was so creepily weird, but I could just hear Rachel saying he's so adorable all the time. (laughs) Some of my (laughs) favorite scenes were the ones that were all sped up, so it looked like his carriage came down the hill in double time, which was hilarious, but also added to the sense that he was otherworldly. Hutter was also a joy. When he was writing about the mosquitoes biting him, I could hear Lauren pointing to her neck while dressed as Hutter and (laughs) saying, mosquito, (laughs) that is included in the ABTTG podcast opening intro. And now that I get it, it's even better. So I basically liked watching this movie because I could just see Rachel and Lauren in their respective roles. Hutter was a champion of being naive and I could relate to him on that count. Throwing away vampire books with finesse and just being such a jolly dude for most of the movie.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> also getting up from his hospital bed while being near death and making such a journey for his beloved Ellen. What a champ. Another one of my favorite scenes was Nosferatu packing up all his coffins for the journey and how they were magically loaded onto the cart. And then he hops up to the top one on top. I enjoyed the music that accompanied the film too. Nox seemed like a very extraneous character, but I guess he had to send Hutter on the journey initially. I will raise one question of plot continuity. If he couldn't be in the sunlight, why were people worried about his shadow falling over them? Perhaps just from the torchlight? Seems a bit of a plot hole to me. Overall fun? Probably about the highest level of spooky for me to handle. <laughs> <laughs> so like, how would his shadow be visible if you can't be in the sunlight? Is that what she's asking?
1: I guess well like moonlight casts a shadow. Yeah. And yeah, like, torches. And I think that's like the spookier like that's when you're scared of shadows is mm-hmm. at nighttime when it's already
0: dark and mysterious.
1: And the shadow takes away what little light you have.
0: Mhm. Mm. I love it. <laughs> Plot hole nothing. Debunked. <laughs>
1: <laughs> George. How appropriate to have this influential masterpiece of film highlighted in its centennial. I love this film mostly because Nosferatu himself came to Universal Studios in October and we had a brief encounter, which I survived. Oh my
0: gosh, I forgot to talk about that. I'll talk about it after.
1: Spoiler, in the film, one is led to think he dies, but in reality, he obviously vanishes in a puff of smoke only to appear elsewhere later.
0: I love that, um, and that is canon now.
1: <laughs> canon by George. <laughs> um, Of interest, one, Max Schreck's surname means fright or horror in German. It's where the ogre Schreck got his name, obviously, <laughs> and derives from the origin of Shriek. Um, Orlock means war in Dutch, and Orlock is the essence of evil, as you were saying. There's a notion that Nosferatu is a metaphor for World War One. Mm. Mm-hmm. I learned what paracelsian means (laughs) what's that I have no idea (laughs) was that in the movie maybe oh maybe in like the book about vampires
0: Uh, early medical movement based on the theories and therapies of Paracelesis everything with knock I'm guessing Ah, maintaining harmony between the micro and the macrocosm so yeah it's like the whole science section
1: i so i watched it in german <laughs> no
0: i know it just seems like I, was...
1: <laughs> I think i watched it in september like towards the beginning of september mm-hmm. and then i watched it on halloween with my mom and the second time i'll admit i wasn't paying because i was carving a pumpkin mm-hmm. so i wasn't paying very much attention especially to like the science-y parts. Mm-hmm i'm so proud that you watched it twice
0: in its centennial year too though i feel like i'm gonna have to watch right?
1: it's it again how... four in harry potter was there an allusion to the film by spelling nocturne alley the same as the house agent slash henchman knock in the film
0: i'm gonna say yes because everything is influenced by nosferatu
1: <laughs> five i also learned the director fw murnau used a metronome to pace the acting thus creating a rhythmic poetic feel to the action which is
0: I so like cool that. i had no idea oh so brilliant i love it
1: although it may feel dated now to some taken in context at the time the gothic feel the artistry and the atmospheric images set the template for horror films that followed the film has been described as not scary but haunting i enjoyed Mm -hmm. this classic example of german expressionism its use of shadows and special effects exclamation point (laughs) using lighting and extreme distortion to show inner emotions among the themes because of greed, evil goes unrecognized. Multiple warnings and premonitions are ignored or dismissed. Hutter doesn't believe in ghosts and it costs him very, very dearly. Also, the weakness of science and medicine. The Paraceltian Professor Bulwar and his showing how the carnivorous Venus flytrap survives is a particularly strong image as it relates to Nosferatu. And, of course, a pure woman's willingness to sacrifice herself for the greater good. Ellen fears from the first that things will not end well. This is definitely an important film for all film buffs and those interested in the history of cinema to see. Mmm. Yeah.
0: Okay, here's Jill's. I watched Nosferatu on Halloween, which is the perfect day for this movie, but I wish I could have watched it a hundred years ago on Halloween because I'm sure it would have been a lot spookier back then. Oh, you and me both, Jill. It is pretty amazing what they were able to do back then with the special effects and the shadows and fast moving horse-drawn carriages. Nosferatu is a super freaky looking person, and I can't believe Hutter didn't just start hiking back down the hill when he saw him the first time. I also thought Knock was pretty creepy. I was impressed at how spry he was for an old guy, especially the way he got off the roof. A shout out to Ellen for taking one for the village and stopping the plague. She was quite the dramatic heroine. I liked the score from the Invincible Czars. They had some fun sounds and the music fit well with the action. I'm glad I watched it even just to know what mosquito means in the intro to the BTtG podcast.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, so good. I do love, like, Knox' descent into madness, too, where he's, mm-hmm. like, semi-normal, and then suddenly he's just
1: crazy. He's killing people. Deb mm-hmm. said, A classic movie. Misunderstood main character. I loved his fast carriage and horses. Too funny. He's just a bit creepy.
0: I frequented Halloween Horror Nights at Universal this year and there were 10 different houses and sometimes I would go and do a few houses by myself before meeting up with other people and I'd heard about this one called Hellblock Horror which was like supposed to be where all these old monsters had been kept in their jail cells but then they've been breaking out and you're caught in the middle of them attacking the secure like the officer the security officers and you might get Attacked yourself kind of that whole thing and my friend said that it was really dumb and like wasn't a very good haunted house but it was fun to go through because you got to see some easter eggs from like there was like the creature from the black lagoon was in there somewhere and this like cool alien so it was like oh worth going through once to find all the monsters and so I was going through and I had waited like maybe 40 minutes to go through it and I was by myself which I was just like okay this is I'm gonna do it once to say I've done it and the thing that I really love about Horror Nights is the houses, even if you don't get like super scared in them, the detail and the setup and like the storylines in them are so fun and so creative and just so detailed. And this was so bland. Like it was just like bars, and like <laughs> dark, like it just was not a good house setup at all. And the monsters were kind of fun, but they were all in their like prison outfits. And so like it was really just like masks. So it was like, whatever, this is kind of dumb. And the scares weren't that good. And then at like the very end of the house, I turned the corner and there were these glowing like vampire faces. And I was like, if no is in here, I'm going to cry. And right then he popped out of nowhere and scared me so good. And I was so happy. Like I got out of the haunted house and immediately texted Lauren. <laughs> and there's a, a scare zone right near the exit that is like a like Halloween kind of vintage feel fall fair gone wrong so they play a lot of like kind of 1940s 1950s music (laughs) and La Rose was playing and I was like this is my song with Nosferatu and I'm so happy and I just it was the most magical moment and that house shot up to being like one of my top houses just because Nosferatu is in there and every time I would go through I was like, whatever, to all these other monsters. And I would just get to this section of Nosferatu. And he was so cute every time. Oh, because he was like kind of high up in the wall. But he would crouch down and be like right at your level. And then and it would like shine really fast on him. And he had like um, black light makeup on. So he like really glowed. And then he would always go back up and cross his hands over his chest. It was so cute. I loved it. And so I made George go through it, too. And he got spooked by him. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> But so then I was telling my friends who had said it wasn't good. This is a long story, but I promise it it's worth it. Question mark. But I was like, you guys, Nosferatu is in there and it's therefore the best house. And one of my friends was like, oh, my gosh, I love Nosferatu. And I was like, you know who that is? And my his girlfriend was like, who's nefarious? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she just could not get it and he's like that's Dr. Nefarious from Despicable Me <laughs> and so it just became this long running joke throughout the whole season and she always calls him Nefarious but then they took me to this, uh, the Dead Coconut Club and they have Universal Monsters and Oswaratu dressed like they're going clubbing and it's really adorable and I'll send you a picture. Mm-hmm. I did send you a picture of him. Yeah. Um. But Andrea follows the Instagram podcast and so she texted me and said can you tell your podcast people that Nosferatu is actually named Nefarious and he's neon pink and green at Horror Nights? <laughs> <laughs> because that's how he was painted. So anyway, that was Andrew's contribution, but a lot of a backstory for that. So those are all of the listener submissions. I'll do a quick overview of our stats. People's favorite I
1: thought his name was Dr. Nefario. Uh,
0: yeah. I think I I think they she said Nefario, but then it just became nefarious over time. Or maybe <laughs> I'm calling him Nefarious. I don't remember. So everyone's favorite character, three votes for Hutter, one vote for Nock, and one vote for Nosferatu. I was kinda mad more people didn't say Nosferatu. I'm a little offended <laughs> about it actually. But is your favorite character Hutter? Yes. <laughs> favorite scene? Uh Andrew submitted four. <laughs> so he said count orlock carrying his coffin around hutter being very pleased about everything in the first half of the movie mosquito count orlock standing in the doorway of hutter's room other people said nosferatu loading up all his coffins when they're chasing knock around the town and any scene with nosferatu do you have a favorite scene
1: oh my (laughs) how do i pick i love hutter opening the door with his flowers i knew
0: you would say that it's so
1: and i also love i do love when oh when hutter's pulling the curtains i mean the covers over his head (laughs) i love that whole scene where he's coming for hutter and Mm -hmm. then the shadow comes oh it's
0: so good
1: so spooky um and i also love at the end when the the town has suddenly decided they're not afraid of the pandemic and they're all chasing Nock and there's this random scarecrow that they think is Nock but then they realize it's just a scarecrow and then they just like pound it <laughs> <laughs> just like destroy this poor innocent scarecrow
0: is it cathartic for you and your hatred for scarecrows yes <laughs> I also really love the scene when he finds when Hutter finds Nosferatu in his coffin like the setup up intention for that is so spooky I love mm-hmm. it
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, when Heather climbs up the stairs sideways. Um, wow, I don't want to leave it.
0: It's like leaving the whole night of of Halloween all over again. But we must cut ties <laughs> and say that we are leaving the gun, taking the
1: cannoli. What would be the language that someone would have to write you secret messages in? <gasps> Ooh,
0: I feel like it should be like a pictograph of all my favorite characters from fictional movies or just straight movie quotes okay That's your good one your question is what animal would you bring with you since uh Nosferatu brings his little rats along what would what would be <gasps> your carriers of whatever deeds you're looking to do
1: I would bring alpacas oh <laughs> <laughs> I but, would the asterisk
0: of this question is they are rat-sized, so
1: that would be so adorable. <laughs> oh, okay, if it had to be rat-sized, it would be a hedgehogs.
0: Oh, that's so cute! I was just meaning the alpacas were very, very small.
1: Mm-hmm. I know, but I like that too.
0: <laughs> the hedgehogs are so adorable. <laughs> Can you imagine? They dump the coffin full of dirt. It's just little hedgehogs. <laughs>
1: They're like, oh my, save them all! (laughs) What is a gift that someone has given you that they're real excited about? And then you were like, Ellen, and you were like, why did you have to kill it? Just like, this gift sucks.
0: I mean, I don't know that I've ever, like, outwardly displayed disappointment in (laughs) in a similar way. I have this very vivid memory of, like, my ninth birthday party with friends and deb had given me the like always like be very gracious the whatever gift you get and someone had given me like a brat stall and i was like what the is this? <laughs> but i was like oh my
1: gosh i love it, it so fun <laughs> thank you so much
0: so that's that's the best that i've got for that straight up lie yep okay it's time for a godfather switch how would the movie be different if it was Virgil Solazzo instead of Hutter? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Going to make the deal.
1: Um, Nosferatu would have died. <laughs> but how? Okay, okay. Nosferatu Sollozzo can't get shot. Would have, yeah, they would have tried to shoot him, but he would have survived. Mm-hmm. And he would have said the line. <laughs> oh my gosh. Five shots and he's still alive. <laughs> and then Solazzo would have kept trying to make the deal, and then Nosferatu would have just killed him. (laughs) Wow. He would have, yeah, and there would be no Ellen to save the day, because I don't think Sollozzo had a, Sollozzo did not have a fair wife with a lovely neck. Oh my gosh. (laughs) So Nosferatu apparently travels in a horse and carriage. Mm. What would be your, I mean, of course, Ginty, but is there another preferred mode of transportation that you wish you could pick up people from the airport with?
0: <laughs> um ooh okay this is no straw to adjacent but i'm going to say if they were it was like um consensual and productive for the bats and would not hurt them in any way instead of a horse drawn carriage i want a bat drawn carriage because that would be amazing ooh. Okay, big bats. <laughs> oh, so cute. Okay, pick a supernatural power: speed, shadow control, animal slash plague control, sliding into walls, or levitation. Wow, those were all the things I noted that Nosferatu could do.
1: <laughs> I would choose animal control, of course.
0: Animal slash plague. So, yeah, <laughs> two thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about all his sliding in and out of walls, though. Like, but he's carrying his coffin, and then I was like, how's he going to open the door? And he's like, "Shoop!" right into the wall.
1: (laughs) I can teleport. Okay,
0: here are some cannoli questions uh, submitted by the listeners. What sentimental item would you carry around in your coffin?
1: I would carry one of my ETs. Oh my gosh. Probably the smallest one. Right now, I have
0: a bat blanket that I'm such a big fan of, and it feels like it's on brand for this episode, so I'll go ahead and say that. So be cozy. Would you rather have a pet werewolf, parentheses, hyena, or sleep in a coffin? Oof, that's hard. Pet werewolf. Just feel like sleeping in a coffin would fulfill so many of my young childhood dreams.
1: (laughs) Maybe you should be an undertaker.
0: I don't want to deal with the dead. I just want to be an undead. Okay, would you rather wake up to Nosferatu hovering over your bed, or a dead horse head in your bed?
1: Ooh, so dead good. Horse <gasps> dead really? horse
0: head. Oh, that's so horse terrible. Horse head can't hurt me. The nasty bl- That's gonna be so much to clean up. That's disgusting. Better than my own blood to clean up? No, Nosferatu would be my bestie. For the resty. you know I'm picking Nosferatu hovering. The way that... I was just willing to sacrifice myself to Dracula in the past month. I those rautu can come have me. I don't even care. Kiss Mary Kill, Michael Corleone, Hutter, Count Orlok. Parentheses. that is probably too easy. No, this is going to be so hard for me. So you go first cuz you
1: Mary Hutter, Kiss Michael Kill. Count Orlok. Count Orlok. <laughs> Thank you, Count Orlok. <laughs> Oh
0: no. Oh no. Well, I can't kill Hutter. He's too pure, so I'll kiss him. I'll marry Count Orlock, and kill Michael. Sorry, Michael. Rip Michael. And then the last question was, how did they train the rats? I'm gonna go with... They probably didn't. Animal
1: actors! Oh my gosh!
0: (laughs) There it is. Wow. I think we just... Oh, we had a couple minutes left. Wow. Well... Nosferatu. Good job me picking that film. (laughs) (laughs) Alright everyone, beware that his shadow does not engulf you like a demonic nightmare. Thanks for discussing Nosferatu with us. That was Film Club.
1: Why do I want to read it in a British accent? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Back to Nosferatu. Here we go. Okay so i'll just go ahead back and back to nosferatu
0: <gasps> a secret podcast oh my gosh <laughs>
1: spin-off podcast <laughs> what happened <laughs> sleep meeting on accident <laughs> i was trying to make it big oh i really was like what <laughs>